Hi, Vectors. Welcome to another episode of Horizontal Transfer. Hi, my name is Paul Anderson. I'm an educator from Bozeman, Montana. I'm joined by my co-host and educator from Babylon, New York, David Kanufke. Today we'll be talking about XXXXXX. <laughs> we don't have anything in the document. No, we do David. not. We, we, uh, what are we going to be talking I don't know, about man. Today? We threw this up at the last minute, this document, just because I knew I wouldn't be able to uh, get the, particularly the end uh, spiel that I have to give <laughs> if I didn't have it staring me in the face. So I think I just took the last one, which is from May. And uh, right. just uh, changed the header, went through and removed a bunch of stuff. Uh, nice. What are we talking? We're just talking about us, man. Right? That's all. That's where we're at we're now. We're talk about us. We're like we've we've graduated Absolutely. to a level where where uh, when we do this, we just talk about us because yeah, you know I think that's good. We keep everybody wanting more, and then every once in a while we just pop people- out. We're like here's here's us now, <laughs> and we're exact. We're largely the same as we have been in the past. People are dying. To oh man. So so where are we going to be? So uh, like the website's down. Yeah. Like where will this where will this go? I know we got that tweet. I forget who tweeted at us. Like, do you have your show notes up? And then, uh, yeah, no. The the website is has uh, shuffled off this this mortal coil at this point. That's um, true. Certainly, if anybody out there ever hears this episode and is wondering about something that was brought up in a previous episode, you can always get in touch with us, and we'll we'll try to point you in the direction, assuming we remember whatever it was. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna um, what's the word for it? We're gonna squat on uh, the feed of Life of the School. Ah, right? one Aaron, of my favorite podcasts. One of mine too, Aaron M's very own Life of the School. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. So it's nice of him to allow us to do that, and we thank him for it, certainly. There was some mechanism to like move RSS feeds and whatnot, but that seemed like a giant waste of time, and I don't have that kind of time, Paul. Right? No, we've been we've been hosting it on Squarespace, and apparently you have to continue paying Squarespace <laughs> for that website to stay up. You do and, have uh, to do that. It uh, is a, it is a uh, it is a, a reality of the modern uh, the modern <laughs> technoscape is that you have to pay companies for the services they provide. Yeah. So, uh, but it's nice. It's nice for uh, for Aaron to let us squat on his website. It's been fun for me. I travel quite a bit, and it's fun to tune in to yeah, to great. hear all of those familiar uh, voices from people I I know and love. Absolutely, on life in the school. He's getting some big guests these days. Yeah, no doubt. Us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, do we have any feedback this episode? Let's see. I'm looking here in the Google Doc, and we have no feedback. Yeah, of course. Except of course we have no the one person who had said that the website is not working anymore. <laughs> Acknowledged <laughs> and heard, certainly. <laughs> we did have a request from uh, from our very own Kevin P. He uh, he requested a a, a, a year end episode for reasons nice. that I'm sure will become clear down the road a little bit in this episode. But uh, nice. yeah, so uh, here it is, Kevin P. <laughs> really, uh, literally the least I could do. Nice. Yeah. Well, that leads to our next segment, which is Teacher Hacks. Teacher Hacks. David, you have a teacher hack this week. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm still out of the classroom, so I don't have a whole lot of uh, tether to it, but uh, I've seen some teachers using Pear Deck recently in interesting ways, and so I thought that was interesting. Have you played around with Pear Deck at all, Paul? I've seen it in the classroom, but never used it myself. Yeah, I used it for a uh, department meeting just to kind of introduce it to my staff. Uh, it was a way to do it. I did... Um, I used it to show them the I squared strategy. You know the I squared strategy, the uh, the I see and it means. 
strategy no, for I, graph I interpretation. Don't. So I mean, uh, I guess there's another there's another hack for you. The hacks are just once you get me talking, they just start flowing it's out. It's going to be like hacks water. all the way down. Hacks all the way down, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, I I used Pear Deck to kind of introduce the I Square strategy, and I think it's pretty cool. One of the things that um, it tries to do is to have a uh, build in more active learning structures in the course of a lecture. So you can, you know, you can embed a question and then everybody responds to the question. And that question can then serve as the basis for the discussion around it instead of you just presenting information. And the other thing is when kids are logged into it, assuming that's the only thing they have up in their screen, all they can see is that Pear Deck uh, presentation at that particular point in in the process. So I think you can also do self-paced Pear decks, which is a, a, a different way to approach it. Um, but the, the feature that I really liked at it was uh, there's an add-on on the back end of Pear Deck that you can use. And I think they're called takeaways or takeouts. And what that does is it generates a document for each kid who's in the class of okay. the Pear Deck with the slides and the prompts and the kids' response. And it's a really nice little package that they get at the end. So I thought that was a nice feature as a way to generate sort of a, a take-home artifact for kids, which was which was kind of cool. So that's definitely a, a tool that I've seen used more often this year in my school. And so I would pass it on to folks out there. If they haven't played around with it, it might be fun to get in there and play around. They also have a uh, remarkable business model. So uh, uh, my IT director, Chris Kay, he, got, uh, he gets a year free. Of Pear Deck okay. for every teacher in uh, the district. And then uh, next year, if we were going to keep it, we'd, we'd have to start paying. And I think we're going to keep it at the uh, grade six and up level. So Pear Deck. Okay. Nice. Yeah, man. Very cool. How about yourself, nice. Paul? Uh, my hack of the week mm. is Kodak. Yeah, uh, man. I think we we talked about this when we were at Stannis yeah, at you the turned it conference on in New York. Absolutely. It's the Common Online Data Analysis Platform. Yep. Uh, it's created by, I think it... I mean, it's lived for a long time. It originally was a standalone software called Tinker Plots. Yep. And I think there was a high school version called Fathom, if I get that right. Um, but now it's an online protocol. I think it's being housed at Concord Consortium, which does some good work around NGSS uh, and also around modeling. And so basically what it is, is you can load in data and then you can kind of look at it through a website. Um, the nice thing about CodeApp is that it's freely available online. It works on... It doesn't work. I mean, it works on tablets. It works even on the phone with mm-hmm. limited kind of yep. functionality. Um, but the nice thing is the way that it represents data. And I remember seeing Tinker Plots the first time. And instead of it just being data in a spreadsheet, which is kind of abstract, um, it represents each data point as a literal data point that you nice. can drag around on the screen. So the one that I'm looking on right now is it's uh, what they did is they took fur seals and they must have added a GPS tracking device to them. And they're looking at where they go. And so you get all of this data. And then what you can do is sort it. So I could look at it during different times and look at the speed or the depth of them. And so it's just you can load your own data into it. Um, and it's a pretty cool protocol. And I think I think we all can acknowledge that data will become an important point in all of our lives. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're a science teacher or not. Um, having data to back up what you're saying is pretty important. And so I'm going to throw that out to you, Kodap. Have you played with that, David? Yeah, you know, I actually was playing with it at uh, Stannis after you had talked to me about it. And I was playing with it on a on an iPad, and it was uh, very robust on the iPad. I was able to do quite a bit with it. Um, I didn't move outside of the tutorial data sets, um, right. but it's a very cool tool and is definitely something that uh, I would certainly look to use were I going back in the classroom. Right. <laughs> You're not going back into the classroom, David. Is that right? Uh, that is, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. 
<laughs> this is a teaser. Is that what you're doing? You're uh, teasing the foreshadowing. The I'm using the literary device known as foreshadowing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, Paul, this is uh, where we would give our global thanks to our Patreon patrons. Nice. Um, and of course, we thank them all for having sponsored us in the past. But uh, this one's going to come to everybody free of charge. Right. Very cool. Now, it is, I don't know if you know this, David, but Life in Our School is on uh, is on Patreon. I, I think do. you are as well. Is that right? Yeah. There's some kind of a, what? how does that work? You were like a, <laughs> like a group of superheroes, kind of? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I set up a Patreon page back in the fall because as an administrator, I had a bunch of web properties that um, I wanted to keep up for people. Uh, MrKnufke.net gets a lot of traffic every year. Right. And I had started um, blogging at a blog, uh, Admin Thoughts, and all these things are not particularly expensive, but there's there's some cost to it. Right. And so I figured I would set up a Patreon page um, just to kind of uh, see if anybody wanted to sponsor uh, just the the continuing I- I creation endeavors of of myself. And so um, I did that, and I got enough patrons. Nothing nothing major here, but uh, major thanks to all of them. Um, I got enough patrons to kind of like keep the lights on, so to speak, every year. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's pretty great. And then I, uh, tried to convince, uh, you know where I got the idea from, Paul, was our, our, our very own, uh, John D, the, the, the John Darko himself. Are you talking about John Darko? I am. Uh, he nice. had set up a, a Patreon page and I said, that's a, that's a pretty brilliant thing to do. And so then I, I set one up also. Um, he's of course creating like real things unlike myself. And, um, then, um, one of the perks that I did, I just took from here. And so I just set up a Slack channel. And so anybody who contributes, uh, just gets added to the Slack channel, which was great, but, um, it wasn't a very robust Slack channel. Uh, that's not to knock any of my patrons, but you know, it's like, uh, N is less than 10. And so, um, then I figured, you know, it'd be cool. Like, wouldn't it be cool if, uh, John Darko was interested? Maybe he wanted to just have access to the Slack channel also. He could just put his people on to there. And so I invited him along. And then we both were kind of sitting around and thinking, like, who else in our orbit has, like, a creative space and needs uh, perks and whatnot? And so we kind of, like, right. twisted Aaron M's arm to throw up a page on Patreon and invited him into the Slack channel also. So we have this uh, this Slack channel, Unintelligently Designed Educators. And nice. everybody uh, who contributes at any level on our Patreon pages gets access to that Slack channel, and it's kind of nice. You know, what's really funny is uh, it's all the heavy hitters from the original horizontal transfer Slack channel. We've kind of uh, we've kind of pulled almost everybody over there at this point, and uh, and the, uh, we welcome them uh, with open arms. But it's funny every once in a while somebody else shows up, and I'm like, yes, I'm just like completing a series. I'm just checking them off boxes as I go along. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've been doing with uh, Patreon, which has been pretty great. Uh, Paul, you, I, I noticed, I went to Bozeman Science the other day and I've heard some rumblings from people in other places that the Bozeman Science website is, uh, it, it seems like it's in a state of, uh, flux, Paul. Yeah, no. You want to speak to that a little bit? I think, yeah, like the Bozeman, Bozeman Science website is going to stay where it is, but a, a okay. lot of the work that I'm doing, especially around NGSS, what I've been doing is creating websites for each new spot that I go to, sure. Um, which is a waste of time <laughs> because I, I'm <laughs> yes. not aggregating them. So I've, is... I've launched a new website, David. It's called thewonderofscience.com. Nice. Ah, 
Nice. And uh, you have to remember the at the beginning. Uh, but the wonderofscience.com has consumed my life for the last two weeks. And so what I'm doing is <laughs> aggregating all of the work that I do uh, around the NGSS. So it'll have pretty good. It's going to have standards and then it'll have anchor charts and assessments and lessons and phenomena and data sets. And so right now all I'm doing is building just kind of the bare bones of the structure yeah, man. Um, and then it'll be able to fill in over time. Uh, I've, I'm using Squarespace again. Sure. Of course you are. <laughs> I, I see it right. I'm looking at it right now and yes, yes you are. So nice. yeah. So it's going to be, I mean, the hard part about it is it's got, I think there are 190 some standards in the NGSS. So you have to make 199 pages with so sure. I'm starting to use uh, the blogs is the best way to do it. So you can tag yep. things and then it just kind of moves it all around. So so that's been a bunch of my work. I haven't really publicized it anywhere, just telling people um, until well. I get it figured out. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. <laughs> so it's been like the last <laughs> week uh, and it'll continue to be my work during the holidays just to aggregate the work that I'm doing. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's awesome. I'm looking at it right now. It looks it looks really sweet. Where'd you get that uh, that title that header image? What's that? The picture the with child the child looking at the yeah. That's pretty yeah, great. That one took me forever, and that's uh, it's now Squarespace has Getty images built into it, yep. so you can. Yep. I was able to search through their images to find the one image. Uh, we'll tease people with this. It's a picture of a child, and there's. I wanted to have something where it's like got the wonder in the kid's face, and yep. also the fragility of life, and. It's wearing like a robot costume. So this took me hours yeah, and great. hours and hours and hours to find. <laughs> Once you find it, though, yeah. Squarespace is cool. So you pay, I think it's $10, and then you can use that yeah. image forever on that website. So it's a cool strategy. A lot of that stuff, it was so expensive. Um, but sure. now on individual pages, I'm starting to use. Uh, the Wikipedia has featured um, photographs, yep. which are pretty compelling. Gorgeous pictures. So if you were to go to, Wonderful pictures. If you were to go to like the standards and look on some of those first like elementary units the banner images in there a lot of those are going to come from featured images on on wikipedia so it's awesome yeah imagery is cool uh but it's also yes it's a time sink <laughs> it's hard to find i um i i was recruited by uh our local science leadership organization which is like stemla and um i came on i came on board with them last year right. and uh they are used they were using a platform called wild apricot for their website okay. And uh, it became very apparent very early on that they were looking for somebody with maybe a thought or two about web design right. to maybe change their website around. And so I said, okay, well, how about we just move it over to Squarespace? And so I built a Squarespace website for them because right. um, it is, it's just so easy to do. And I, for reasons that we'll talk in a little bit, I, I redid Knufki.com recently uh -huh. and just like, it was just as easy as like changing the template. Right. And then uh, just working through some design choices. It's it's hard with Squarespace to make things look bad. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. No, it's nice. Yeah. My wife's been helping me on the website quite a bit. And it's it's one of those where design is there's no right answer. <laughs> and so as you're trying Correct. to figure out what it should look like, lots of times my wife and I will will become, we can't really agree. And so our, our daughter becomes the arbiter then at this point. So we have to shoot her. And she makes the final decisions on what it should look like. <laughs> um, but it's fun, though. I mean, it is. That's pretty it great. Is, even the website is something to think about. Like, I love Squarespace, but you have to keep yeah. paying it for forever. Yep. And so it is. You should always have an exit strategy, I guess. Definitely. Nice. So, David, uh, what are we going to talk about your life now? Can we finally do that? You've been teasing quite a bit. You want to talk about some yeah. life? We can talk about some now life, you have a man. new I had life. A, I had a, is that, there's a, I, yeah, I had a... 
I made a new child. Well, I didn't. My <laughs> wife made a new child. I contributed actually very little in terms of the uh, the biology of the situation. Right, right. I, I'd like to think I contributed tremendously to the environment um, to make it as uh, as functional as possible for uh, for the creation of new life. Nice. And so, um, yeah, Lyra June Kanufki. Nice. Born on Thanksgiving Day this very year, my friend. Right. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So how is everything going? How is the... She's sleeping okay? Yeah, I will knock on my wooden desk as I uh, say this because it has been pretty easy so far. Right. Um, yeah, so now that I've said that, uh, today will be the beginning of the not easy time and it will not be easy again and for, for many years, I'm sure. So that's how life works. But no, it's great. That's awesome. Um, you know, she she's uh, she's three weeks old. So, you know, her repertoire is somewhat limited at this point, but uh, it's developing steadily. You know, it's increasing more and more uh, over time. And so uh, give her some exactly time. We give her time. See. Yeah. She's not walking out and uh, cracking jokes just yet, but we'll get her there soon enough. Right. What is Connor thinking about uh, the sister? Seems to be into it, man. He seems to be into it. You know, Connor's uh, in kindergarten right gotcha. now. This is his first year of school. And uh, that's uh, a major um, occupier of his time. Right. But yeah, he's he. You know, I got to give him a lot of credit. He's been into it since he found out that uh, Lyra was headed his way at the end of March of last year, okay. and uh, he's been just a champ the whole way through. Um, I think he's somewhat puzzled by her. Uh, you know, I think he would like her to be doing more than she is currently doing. <laughs> but um, you know, he's he's learning. Uh, he's learning what that means and how to go. And man, I got to tell you, it is it is a joy to have a new child. In the age of Google Photos, okay, <laughs> like because Google Photos almost like they knew, <laughs> almost like they knew that we were about to have a new child. They rolled out this like sharing library feature. Oh, cool. So my wife's photo library and mine are now just totally synced up with each nice. other's, and so it's it's just uh, it's it's amazingly convenient to be able to get pictures that way. Huh. And then um, we're using Tiny Beans, okay, which is an app for like sharing pictures of children with. Grandparents, for instance, who might not want an app, they might just want to get it emailed to them and so on. And so uh, I actually stole that from uh, Helen S. down in Texas. I noticed that when she had her uh, her daughter this summer that she was using Tiny Beans, like the photos, a lot of things she was posting had a Tiny Beans watermark. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I looked into it. It's like, oh, that's uh, that's definitely a thing that we gotcha. can use. So that's uh, pretty great. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting uh, time to have a new child in this kind of modern uh, era mediascape that's right nice. so talk me through the google photos how does that work so i can use that in addition to using iphoto yeah so um you, what what you do is uh you download like a little client onto your desktop right. um and that runs in the background and it just uploads every picture that you tell it to upload okay. so you just point it to the directories where the photos gotcha. are so that's like your iphoto directory your photos directory um any other photos you might have and you can also tell it what, like, if there's directories you wanted to avoid for whatever reason, you can tell it to do that. Right. And it does that over, it depends on how many photos you have, but let's say over the first couple of weeks. And then once that's in, like, as images kind of come onto your computer, it just automatically puts them up there. When you take pictures on your phone, um, when you open the Google, app, the Google Photos app on your phone, gotcha. it then uh, just puts those into your Google Photos as well. So it just automatically updates that okay. way. Okay. And you get unlimited storage if you're okay with like their high res photo. I don't, I don't know the size of it offhand, but it's it's plenty big enough. If you want them like in their original resolution, then you're limited to however much space you're, gotcha. you're you know you're renting from Google, so to speak. But it's it seems to be the the best way to to share photos. Oh, I bet it's wonderful uh, for us at yeah, least. Yeah, when you're at work, yeah. you're probably it just like new pictures of your baby pops up. I would imagine on your phone. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's fantastic. You get notifications, and then Google does all this stuff in the back end, which is kind of cool. So if you take like um, 
a series of pictures, it will cobble them together into a GIF, okay. which is nice. Nice. Um, or it will automatically, it's, sometimes it's kind of creepy what it does. Like, it'll automatically take pictures. Like, it made a gallery for us okay. of pictures of uh, my uh, related to my daughter's birth, you know, like early pictures of her. It was like, all right, Google, <laughs> like, how do you know that these are all the things that need to go together into this album? Yep. You creepy, <laughs> creepy artificial intelligence. They organize all things. Yeah, but it's great. It makes collages. For, it does all sorts of cool things, so it's neat. That's cool. Awesome. Anyway. Great tip. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Your life is just changed in that one. Is that it, David? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, life uh, life moves in chunks sometimes, I've found. Okay. So, uh, so my daughter was born November 23rd, and uh, two weeks later, I was offered a new position for next year. Nice. So I've, I've uh, taken a new position for next year. Gotcha. Um, and going back to the classroom, just moving around out on Long Island. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. David? Going back to the classroom, <laughs> I'll be teaching, uh, AP biology in, uh, Singapore, Paul. Whoa. That's on the <laughs> other side of the planet. It is almost literally on the other side of the planet, uh, from where, from where I am right now. But yeah, at the Singapore American school. Oh, so uh, that's there. a, yeah, that's a big deal. A uh, big deal thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so it was kind of an interesting thing. I think uh, somebody who um, consults around the world, like at the beginning of October, sent uh, like a little message, I think just testing the waters and was like, oh, would you be interested in a possibly being interested in this job right. that's going to become available? And uh, I said, sure, I might be interested. You know, my philosophy, and we've talked about this before, is I've always enjoyed very much working in Deer Park. I haven't been looking to like run out the door, but you try to remain open to new, new, new opportunities right. and experiences and um, it's always better to do those things when you're happy yeah. than when you're That's like true. desperate you to get out. That makes sense. So uh, when when the offer uh, sort of to maybe apply for the job came my way, I um, I checked with my wife first because that's kind of a big deal right? move. It's huge. And uh, she was enthusiastic because that's the kind of person my wife is. And then it was just like um, open, right? We were just having conversations about it. There were some Skype interviews and uh, I was offered the job uh, two weeks after Lyra was born, or the week after Lyra was born, and then we talked about it some more, and, and we decided to go for it. So we accepted the uh, accepted the offer, and uh, now the house is on the market, wow. and my work has been notified that I am uh, leaving, and they know where I'm going, and um, that's an interesting experience. I mean, work is uh, Deer Park's great. I've always said it, and uh, they've been great with this too. Um, my department is sad to to lose me, but everybody's like, "Wow, that's quite the quite the opportunity no, for sure," and uh, it's hard to. Hard to argue with, you know, taking like a once in a lifetime opportunity when it comes along. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a hectic, hectic times. We had just uh, signed a contract with Bathfitter to like fix the shower upstairs okay. like two days before I took the job. <laughs> and it's fine. We're still going to do it because it'll put value in the house. But it's just so funny how priorities shifted like, uh, you know, immensely over over a very, very short period of time, which was uh an interesting experience, but everything has been wonderful and delightful, so we're just trying to enjoy it. It's probably the the craziest two weeks of my life up to this point in terms of just, like, compression right. of major life events. Oh, that's so but, exciting. Uh, yeah, it's no, fantastic. super exciting. It's funny. It's uh, You don't remember this, but when we were at Ro you and I met at Rhode Island, we were at yeah. uh, NABT, and then Kevin P., a uh, longtime yeah. vector, kind of ran into me there and invited me eventually to Singapore. So I've been working there, and now Kevin's... Going back to Canada, and so yes. there was an option uh, for or, or an available position. So I definitely recommended you. Um, yeah, thanks, and, man. <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't think of any better person to take the job. So oh, that's it's nice. Super cool. Yeah, and so it'll be fun. I'll be able to kind of 
run into you there on the other side of the yeah, planet. Dude. It's a it's Singapore's wonderful. It's uh Yeah, I I really can't yeah. wait. Like the more we the more we learned right. about it, uh you know, what was just kind of like a pie in the sky kind of conversation. Right. As we looked into it more and more, we were just like, "Oh, this is like a really really amazing opportunity." Yeah. And I have to give a lot of credit to just my family as well because obviously a main concern for us was, well, what are the grandparents going to think? Right. You That's know, huge. now that we've produced produced grandchild number 2 for all of them, right? Uh, like we're now like one week later we're saying, "Okay, <laughs> and now we're going to all go to the other side of the world for years." But uh everybody, like the grandparents, uh other relatives, friends, everybody's like, oh, you have to do this. Like, yeah. you can't say no to this. You'll you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And uh, and yeah, we agreed with that obviously because that's the that's the decision we made. And uh, we we really haven't we haven't hit any any regret in the process that's yet. Awesome. It's just the um, just the 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 mental burden of like packing up stuff and figuring out what has to go on. The one the one thing that's going to be tough paul do you know what the one thing that's going to be tough is the one thing uh, we have to leave behind that we can't take with us oh uh, is it the dog it is man oh, no i never olive, thought about that olive can't go oh, so gosh. olive olive could theoretically go okay. but airplanes that go to singapore do not let dogs in the cabin okay and so olive would have to go into the hold and Olive is a French bulldog, and so she's, you know, she's brachycephalic, and they sometimes have really, really difficult time regulating their temperatures. Okay. Olive's never had that issue, but she could have that issue, okay. and we don't want her to have that issue when she's in the hold of an airplane gotcha. for, you know, 17 hours. So we decided that as much as it pains us to have to leave Olive behind, uh, we would be much more pained if she were to suffer yeah, some yeah. sort of horrible is health issue. Is she going to stay with family? What's Olive going to do? Yeah, so we had to give this a lot of thought. My mother-in-law offered to take her. My mother offered to take her. And we would have gone that way if we hadn't got another option. But it, it seems like, at least right now, that Olive is going to stay with a friend of my mother-in-law's upstate, not far away from where my mother-in-law gotcha. is. And this friend had a French bulldog who passed away very suddenly and, and loves the breed. Oh, perfect. And we think Olive will be incredibly well taken care of. And we, of course, under, we made it understood beforehand that, you know, should we ever, should we come back to the States while Olive is still around and alive, that we would like Olive back. And that's, that's all, that's all well understood. But we had a line. We had a line of people out the door for all of we had we had this friend upstate. We might have had another friend upstate. We had two of my colleagues from Deer Park who have young families who are both like, hey, if you need a place for Olive, we'll take Olive. So we, we feel good that Olive is going to be uh, well taken care of in our absence. But it is it is that is out of everything. That's going to be the, the toughest, the toughest thing. I nice. Think. Well, that's going to be yeah. that's going to be an adjustment for all of you, but it's quite an opportunity, and it'll be. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked on here quite a bit about the just the international schools, and it's cool that you're yeah. going to enter into that. It's a it's a different world, so it'll be fun to hear how you reflect on the whole whole move. Everything that the school said about like sort of their ethic in teaching kids and and what they want to do and where they're at in terms of grading right? and in terms of their professional learning communities and all this, it was just like ticking boxes off of all of our conversations about things that were interesting to us and interesting to me and, and a place where I thought I'd be really well suited. So, uh, it's, it seems like it's just going to be a, a really, really great opportunity, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to it. And, of course, the, the kids get to go for free, too, which is I think is an amazing, great school. amazing yeah. opportunity for them. So, um, yeah, once truly a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but uh, just, a, just like a, 
I, I got so inured to explaining it to people who were just like shocked <laughs> when I would tell them where I was going. You know, you would get people who were just like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't think I really understood what you were saying. Like, you know, people just and I, I, I we eventually just got kind of got so blase about it because we just got used to talking right. about it so much. And we would forget that when you tell people this the first time, they're like, oh, you're doing what now? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's been a, it's been a fun experience kind of. uh you know, talking about it with people and explaining why we're going and, and all the all of the great opportunities that are coming our That's way. Awesome. So we're very thankful for it. And we thank uh, everybody involved in the process from uh, from yourself on out. It's been uh, just a just a wonderful thing that's happened. to no, us. That's cool. It is. It's one of the uh, one of the transitions you'll go through. And I did this just kind of to a lesser degree. But when you come back, the stories you'll tell people will be they just won't be able to wrap their head around it. So they'll seem like right. the first time you start to tell them stories about your travels, they'll be excited. And then after that, they'll lose interest because it's yeah. it's just you can't wrap your head around like other side of the world. Uh, you'll get to do tons of travel, I would imagine, as well. And so it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I the first time I came home, everybody was excited to hear about your trips. And now I just don't talk about <laughs> okay. it at all. <laughs> he's he's on the road again. Yeah. <laughs> We get it. Yeah, but it's still it's it's exciting. It'll be a a, a change. And and Singapore, yeah, I man. love to go to Singapore because it's a modern city. It's going to be sure. like public transportation. Everything is amazing. But also the rainforests are just there, so you can take a subway. Yeah, man. And you can be. It feels like you're in a rainforest, like when we were in South America. And it's just you're just getting off a subway and, and immediately. Fantastic. Right also, good music no, and yeah. everything. You're gonna love it. Yeah, we can't wait. We really can't wait. It's uh, it's just gonna be a singular experience in our life. That's for sure. And we're we're looking forward to. That's it. cool. Very neat. Yeah, man. Congrats. So speaking of speaking of traveling, my friend, uh, what is going on in the in the Paul Anderson? Bozeman Science Empire, other than a website redesign <laughs> or a new website. I'm yeah, sorry. It's new just, website. I mean, it's travel, travel, travel. I'm really working with like I would say thanks to you. Most of my work in the States, I, I bet 30 percent of my work in the States is in the great state of New York. <laughs> uh, the Empire New York state. is hungry for hungry for. Yeah. Paul. So I've, I've, I love going to the science teachers conference there, the Stannis conference. I've made some good friends there. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of work with the master teachers in the summer. We did a, a summer program and we're going to do that again this spring. I did an institute. I was just there and did a week going to a number of different BOCES, which are regional service areas. I was out on Long Island uh, for a little bit. And so about, I don't know, 30% of my work is in the States, but a lot of that is in just a couple of regions, New York being one. Um, awesome. But then travel. So I've been on the, I'm on the road quite a bit this fall. I think I was on the road for eight weeks. Um, yeah. I'm back for a month now, which is nice to have a chunk of time. Uh, but then when I when I get back to work, it's going to be Mexico, Jordan, Bangladesh, Singapore, Australia, UAE, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Philippines, Jordan again, Greece, and then Los Angeles. So it's going to be awesome, an epic man. travel. Um, That's wild. But it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of these places are places I'm going back to, places where we've done some good work. Uh, one of those being Singapore American School. So it's, uh, there it's you fun. Go. I'm loving my job. Um, and my wife gets to come along as well. So that's fantastic. Me, uh, we're going to spend a week in Australia. So it'll be super fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It looks looking at your calendar. It looks like you're booked out through the, the most, re the most distant event you have. <laughs> and I think there are some gaps in here. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, please don't think that if you're listening out and you want to book Paul, yeah. I'm not saying you can't get him until right. I'm just saying that he's got events scheduled up through April 8th and 9th of 2019. <laughs> right. 
when he will be 50 miles away from where I currently am, <laughs> though I will not be 50 miles away from him at that point, it, at North Shore Middle School, which is uh, which is lovely. And uh, I see you're going back to Comac. Yep, it was fun. Next yeah, was fun uh, Superintendent there. Conference Day. That's fantastic, yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's wonderful. No, it's been, a, it's been a ball. And yeah, schedule fills up really, really quick. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just keep running. You know, that reminds me, I had I had made some, uh, some inquiries into bringing you into Deer Park uh, next Superintendent Conference Day. And uh, we had talked uh, back and forth a little bit. But I, I, I suppose at this point, I can I can formally cancel. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to be elsewhere. That friend. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my wife said that a week ago. She's like, David's off. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> yep. <laughs> makes her job easier. She's like, I'm getting rid of that one. So, no, yep. it's cool. It's fun. And it'll be fun to run into you occasionally. Definitely. It's going to be awesome. Cool, man. Right. So uh, the next section of our show used to be called This Week I Learned or Twill. Yes. David, what'd you learn this week? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't learn it this week. I learned it a couple months ago, I think. Or maybe last month. I don't know if you listen to Every Little Thing podcast on Gimlet. I do not. She d- it does a nice job. Okay. Um, it used to be surprisingly awesome, and then it ah, went through some host changes, and now it's gotcha. now it's Every Little Thing. It's pretty good. Rebranding. Yeah, uh, but they did one about the nu- the purpose of the numbers on uh, pasta boxes. Okay. So I don't know if you you buy a lot of pasta. You know, we buy pasta, but I didn't know that there were numbers on the boxes. If you buy a pasta, usually if you look at the box on the pasta, there'll be the name of the pasta and there'll be some number by it. It'll be like number 32, Cavatappi, gotcha. something like that. They all have these numbers. And uh, the question was written in like, what is the purpose of these numbers? And so they they dug into it. And so, uh, and so Paul, any guesses? What's the purpose of the numbers on a pasta box? I'm going to say the numbers relate. It must be tracking where the grain is coming from. That's going to mm. be my guess. Mm. That's a good thought. Yeah, no, there's absolutely no purpose to the numbers on pasta boxes. They serve no purpose whatsoever. And I just thought that that was kind of an interesting thing that this uh, that there's this artifact on these pasta boxes, which is like all over the place. Like you'll see it the next time you go and you see your pasta. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. They relate to the uh, internal systems inside of the pasta companies. There's no congruency between different companies and the numbers. There's there's (laughs) just just no purpose to them. And I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, notion that it's in the human mind always to kind of come up with reasons for things. But sometimes, not often, but sometimes there just are no good reasons nice. for something. I think we should yeah, name man. this episode just a abstract number pattern. <laughs> yep. It'd just be like, yep. What could it possibly mean? <laughs> Paul, what did you learn this uh, uh, week? This week, I'm, I've been doing a lot of work on the website and also... It's a business, so I've got a business, David, here, and with a business, Boom. you want to buy a lot of stuff before the end of the year, so sure. I'm standing right in front of a standing desk, and so nice. I got a standing desk. What'd you go desk. with for your standing desk? Uh, it's I can't remember, uh, but it's it's uh, electric, so it can kind of move up nice. and down. I can set different patterns. Right now, I'm you standing like it? up. I love it. Yeah, so I can move back and forth. Yeah. Got a new iMac, uh, so I've been using that as well. Um, but it comes, uh, iMac comes with a cheesy little keyboard. Yeah. And so I got rid of that and dug out an old Mac keyboard. Uh, I don't like an Apple extended keyboard, but it's a little mushy. Sure. And I'd heard a lot of people uh, talking about these mechanical keyboards you can get. So I got myself a WASD mechanical keyboard. And uh, I did that after listening to lots of YouTube uh, videos uh, of the sound of the different keyboards. Yep. So I'm going to try to point the microphone to my yes, to my mechanical keyboard and give you a little bit of a sound. Oh man, Whew. that is some key action. There, there. it is. Listen to that. 
Oh, that is. It's got the clicks. It's got the clacks. Yeah. I'm using the cherry uh, MX blue key sets. Of course. I wouldn't expect which are the clackiest of ones. The clackiest of all the key and switches. It just, uh, it just makes me just happy to type on my new mechanical <laughs> keyboard. This thing's it's got some heft and it's just uh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So I've been, it's making nice. the website work very, very uh, pleasant. Zen like? Yeah. yeah. Just zone into the zone of class. I don't know. Uh, thankfully, I'm alone in the house right now. I don't know <laughs> if the rest of the people, once they are here sure. for the holidays, will enjoy the clacking and the clicking as much as I do. Uh, but until yeah. then, mechanical keyboards are where it's at. Yeah, you're in the you're in that web development period now, where like, where like you spend you think you spend an hour and you spent four hours. Yeah, I know what that's like. That's uh that's a that's an interesting zone to be in. <laughs> I, and I say this as somebody who, since I've taken on a new job, am, am staring down the barrel of, and I counted it out, because uh, as as folks out there know, I did two domains of AP Bio videos and then stopped because I got a new job. Right. So that means I have to do five more domains of AP Bio videos. So I think it's something like it's something like eighty to ninety videos. Oh, so you're cut. doing these for your so you're going to be teaching next. Yeah. You got to make some new videos. Yeah, man. Nice. And if I'm smart about it, and if I can actually work it out, I'll get them shot and in the can before we go to Singapore, so I can just edit to my heart's content on ScreenFlow and right. not worry about shooting them over in Singapore. But man. That's a it's a that's a tall order. I don't know if I'm going to get there or not. Well, that's cool. You may have to build yeah. it as you fly it. Uh, yeah, exactly. That is one thing about build the plane it. in the air. That's one thing that teachers can do is yes, they can get things ready for like next week's class, tomorrow's class. Yes. like we always get it done. Yep, most. There's not like an option. You got to get it done. <laughs> you know, kids are walking in the room, so. You gotta get. Oh, done, you must be sure. so excited to get back into the classroom, though. That's gonna be. Oh, awesome. dude, I can't even. I can't even tell you. Like. I, you know, I think if you went back and you listened, I think it was Life of the School when I was on Life of the School. Okay. Aaron had me on right after I took my current job. And I haven't gone back and listened to it, but I'd be guessed that I had a little hesitancy in my voice. Right. And over the two years, like, I, I, I'm pretty good at my current job. Like, I, I do a pretty good job of right. it. But the one thing that I just always have said is that, you know, time spent teaching kids in a room is is the most fun that I ever had professionally. Right. Um, so I'm just, I'm just looking forward to getting, getting back into that and then to do it in Singapore at an amazing place. Uh, you know, it seems like just the, uh, the cherry on top of the Sunday, no. that's for sure. No, the kids will be amazing. They're going to really appreciate yeah. you coming too. And I think, I mean, the community will love you working as well. Cause you're going to be cranking out more stuff, which is shared yeah, by man. all. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll wish happy holidays to everybody before we wrap. Uh, whatever your holiday preferences. I guess this is probably going to post after Hanukkah is over, right. but probably pre-Christmas. So we hope that you guys are having a good, uh, good break out there and enjoying yourselves. And uh, you know, maybe down the road we'll do another one, but probably not until uh, various various oceans have been crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll do one when I'm in <laughs> Singapore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that wraps it up for this episode of Horizontal Transfer. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed yourself. If you would like to comment on, suggest, or argue with anything you've heard. You can get in touch with us on our various websites, on our Facebook page, or on Twitter, at David Konofsky or at Paul Anderson. I'd say at Horizontal Transfer with no vowels, but nobody's checking that anymore. Um, our theme intro and outro music were provided by Herman Jolly and Sunset Valley. Horizontal Transfer is homebrewed in both Bozeman, Montana, and Babylon, New York. Have a wonderful holiday break and a fantastic indeterminate span of time. Nice. Happy holidays to all. Thanks, David, for setting this up. Thank you, Paul. Much obliged.